Welcome to the fastest hour in radio on the Chad Duke Show. 737, come on, water the sky. Oh, won't you take me down to Memphis on a Playing all the hits. You don't even know what happened earlier. Oh, whoa, no. Is it similar to what happened the other day? Uh, no, it was worse. Oh. I'm not going to talk about it, though. All right. Everything's fine. <laughs> we're all good. We're all, we're all fine here. Large weapons malfunction. Large leak. Very dangerous. <laughs> Give us a second to lock yeah. it down. How are you? That's my favorite part <laughs> of the whole line. We're sending a detachment down. Uh, <laughs> negative, negative. Large leak. Very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Oh, boy. It is the fastest hour in radio. Thank you so much for listening. Guess what? Hmm. Bonus episode. We've already put all the hay in the barn, and yet a hole in the barn, and yet here we are. Keep that in mind, you silly geese. It's always extra entertainment around these parts. I'm your host with the most shoe, broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes, the behest of Monk's Barbecue in Percival, and of course now Monk's on the Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia at Flying Ace Farm. Hopefully you guys are making plans to get out there this weekend. Have some good food and drink. The Pantsless Wonder. Apricot Jones is what I call him. Jim Jester is here. Hello, Apricot. Hey there, boy. Jim either was faking his heel injury or is a miraculous healer. We just watched him sprint across the fucking fortress and his pants fell onto the floor. (laughs) How old are those pants, Jim? Uh, they're not actually that old, just from my fat days. So three, three years. <laughs> Can I ask you? Oh, I know what you're going to do. Well, no, I I was just going to ask, what days are we in now? Yeah, why would you even leave that door open, sir? Not, from my fat days. Not quite as fat days. The lisp just, and then the, 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 the just look up. Sl- like, hey, slightly. We are in the, the gym zone. <laughs> this, the whole day today has been the gym daddy zone. It's good. Good to have him here. Jim is uh he's lost some weight, which is nice. I would if I were you, Jim, I would pump the brakes off as until the giant back piece has been averted. That's mm. that's that's what I would say, but that's just me. There's uh there is loud goat. Good to see you, goat. It's good to be seen. It's good to be here for another fastest hour and also to not be involved in a weight loss challenge that yeah. involves ink on my back. Yeah, that's that's a tough <laughs> one right there. How did your boys do uh, last evening? It actually worked out pretty well. I okay. uh, I I was Good. trepidatious going in they looked like doo-doo for the first like do 20 to 30 minutes do. and then uh, pulled out a win in the end so that's good it was delightful are they good this year no oh no <laughs> okay no they're they're on the outside looking in as far as playoffs are concerned right now so it's tough to hear tough to hear yeah. well who knows Anything could happen. Luckily, half the league makes it to the postseason. I was season. just about to say, <laughs> nobody's out until the last weekend of the season because there's magic points all over the standings. Mysticism and yeah. alchemy all over the place. You get more points. Yeah, and eight seeds beat one seeds on the Steve regular. So I saw this before we started. Uh, I think they canceled this last year, but did you see this big music festival that they do now in Ocean City? No. Maryland. I'm unfamiliar. It's called Ocean's Calling, which is actually kind of a cool name. Yeah, that um, is pretty good. I like the idea of a big music festival at the beach. Unfortunately, it's Ocean City. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at this fucking lineup, and there's some big names here, but it, it would be the same, Goat, if you just took a handful of darts and threw them at the wall of the barn. Oh. Because <laughs> there is no consistency whatsoever 
with what they're going for. Oh, here, at least as far as I can see, it is the most random group of bands that I remember seeing, and I don't understand where some of the billings go for these bands. That's I- a good point too. Yeah, I'm. I just pulled it up, and yeah, who you is sh- this? Is this for women? This looks like kind of a, a feminine lineup yeah, here. I maybe, John Mayer screams that to me. There's a there's a lot of. A lot of mixed bag yeah. here, and slightly like, stupid on the same day as Alanis Morissette, and third eye blind, <laughs> the ever present OAR. I mean, you know, uh, who are they to turn down a booking, right? Incubus. I mean, that's the one that really kind of, kind I, of shocks me that they're playing a festival at Ocean City. It's like, like they're going back and forth between like a mix one hundred seven point three vibe to like maybe an early two thousands rocker vibe. Yeah, the like kind of late era HFS ish era. Sort of deal. I mean, you see how the wallflowers? Did you see how low the billing is for the wallflowers? Well, I mean, and, and like Robert Randolph and Family Band. Are I feel like that's a pretty low big as band. well. Yeah, that's it, and it doesn't seem to be a a theme. <laughs> There's no theme. There's no theme on each day. Like a lot of times, these festivals have like this day is you know alternative day, yeah. or you know even what is it the M3 festival out in uh, at Merriweather? They had Southern Rock Sunday, so they would have you know kicks would always do Friday night shocker, and then. You know, Saturday would be all of your what's left of your hair metal favorite bands, and then Sunday they did a few years where they had, you know, the remains of Leonard Skinner or you know, what, unfortunately, what, whatever's touring is Molly Hatchet these days. Fewer like, and fewer of those as the days go. So by. those bands would be, but they'd have a theme for that day. So this is just kind of just hang out all day and look see how, a band or two. Look how small the billing is for the Gin Blossoms, who have to have. I feel like the Gin Blossoms have more. Hits that a lot of these other bands that are getting deeper. I don't know. I, there's Jimmy they're, World. They're billed below Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. <laughs> Somebody is, hey, oh my guys, the Gin Blossoms. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs are, no, but. No. Um, anyway, it's very Ocean City. It f- f- seems to fit the locale. I've just, festivals are always a bafflement to me uh, because the most you're going to see of a band you really want to see, unless they are the headliners, they're going to play for 30, maybe 40 minutes. And then, okay, I hope there's more people you want to see that day. Yeah, I, here's why festivals and now my cranky old age, I, I really, it would have to be a very exclusive set of circumstances. I choose not to piss and shit in squalor. Hmm. I've made that decision with my I, life. You know, that's fine, I guess, for some people. Yeah, well, I've made that decision. Okay. And um, because of that, I am not... The way that you people treat portable <laughs> toilets, I will not be subjected to that. You all want to act like animals. That's fine, but I shall not do it. Um, there have been concerts I've been to with one of the VIP... You, know, you pay the 600 bucks, and one of the things you get is like, oh, we have hard plumbed in bathrooms in this air conditioned facility yes. that are monitored by a group of individuals like ah yes now that is something <laughs> i will fucking pay for now if you could go to a festival and you didn't have necessarily a vip area but there was just a vip restroom is that still worth it i think pay toilets are the way to go you pay a fucking two bucks and then they, 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 i don't think you'd get as many of the people going in there to just piss and shit all over the walls i really okay. do i think there'd be more ownership and entitlement and i certainly would be willing to pay for a better Toilet experience. Now, I just noticed something at the bottom of this of this bill as well. What's um, that? Hosted by Jason Biggs. Oh, uh, the pie fucker. Pie fucker. That that makes. I'm the pie fucker. <laughs> that that <laughs> might be the most confusing part of the entire thing. Why is he hosting a music festival? Jason Biggs, I believe, also in um, Saving Silverman. Correct. 
One of my I favorite, believe so, yes. One of my favorite yeah. early 2000s comedies with uh, Jack Black and Steve Zahn. And, of course, uh, Arlie Ermey, who shits in the yard <laughs> in that movie. And I believe the, the culmination is they kidnap Neil Diamond. That is a... That is a That's quite the synopsis. That is a wackadoo fucking movie that, that just falls by the wayside for some people. And, and that's not an aspersion on, on Jason Biggs. It's no, just like sort Jason of Biggs. confusing that, yeah. that, that you'd have an actor. He's good in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back as well, I think. I'm a fan of that. Whose phone is that? Silence that phone, for the love of God. Uh, thank you to Mark Pilot for the 1,000 stars. Jimmy is on a what we like. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Hot! A bit of a heater. <laughs> oh, the phone call I had to make earlier, Goat. Oh, if you were only on the phone and could listen in. Oh, um, dear. It's fine, though. Apricot Jones is fucking killing it for us here tonight, and we're going to keep moving. Apricot Jones. Uh, thank you to Mark Pilot for the 1,000 stars. Incredibly generous. If you guys would like to donate, you do not have to, of course. Jim Daddy does have the bush lights uh, available. You can go to chaddukeshow.com or hit me on the Venmo. Either way, appreciate you watching live if you are a Facebook subscriber. I would like to put out before we start the show at all, all points bulletin i did post this on the facebook mm. page we need the bush light peaches we need the bush light peach uh the, the apples were very popular with the boys that do the beer chugging around here jim you i can see you are already you're supporting the peach beers with the attire that you're wearing today <laughs> you want these things i think they would help you in all of your chugging duties uh, if anybody would like to find some and then drop them off here at the studio i think we'd all be in favor of that i need them in me Mm. Boy, that's rough. Jim had an even grosser comment that he left on the actual picture, but I'm not going to highlight that here because he would have to take a bean, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to break that fucking you know fourth wall of whatever to start taking beans. It's too through. early for for that sort of yes, thing. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, uh, goat. Do you want to start us off here? Indeed. Right, let's do it. Let's get it. Come on. Come on, baby. Oh yeah. Now time is winding down. Oh, Jesus. Before you start off, I was supposed to plug this all week. I never mentioned it once. Oh, no. Fortress Film Society t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Are available right now on the Chad Duke Show shop. There is a link on our website or go to Bustle's website or check our Instagram. They are posted. There's only 100 of them available. Actually, we're close to the limit. So if you want... uh, if you want one, I would get one this week. I would imagine by Monday it'll be kaputs, but we haven't offered a shirt online in quite some time, and they turned out really great. Fortress Film Society tees. Goat, I have one earmarked for you. Oh, so. thank you very much. I As appreciate a host, that. you do not have to pull out the old I credit mean, card. I might. I was willing to pay, and I believe appreciate I paid that. in the past for appreciate a shirt, and I'm this works out perfectly. you do it again in the future. Oh, but of not, course. But not for a show that you uh, you actually host Aces, with me. Aces. Yes, and uh, Dotson's fucked. He's going to have to put over the 24 bucks. Oh, man. And we don't make him in, in, in Apricot Jones' size, so what we're going to have to do is... Damn it. We might. I'll check on you, Apricot. So, um, <laughs> yes, go to uh, ChadDukeShow.com and get yourself your Fortress Film Society tees. They are fantastic, and it's my favorite show we do all week, so check it out. Delightful. I, you know, I just wanted to let that breathe a little Thank bit Thank you. The floor is yours, yes. Lauga. Uh, I wanted to start off with a headline that feels a lot more important than it actually is, but it does speak to something that I think I'm personally passionate about, and you are on this specific topic, is All that right. there is a gentleman who is uh, suing Buffalo Wild Wings okay. over the claim that they sell boneless wings as opposed to chicken nuggets. Okay. And uh, while the lawsuit is ultimately most likely frivolous, basically Certainly. the claim is that there's no wing meat 
on the boneless in the in the boneless wing. It's chicken breasts. And Buffalo Wild Wings' response is, "That's right, our boneless wings have no bones. Uh, our hamburgers contain no ham, and our you know, whatever. And it's just, our buffalo wings are zero percent buffalo. Ha 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 ha. What would be the basis of the lawsuit? Like under and that, it's false advertising because when you order boneless wings, you are not getting wings that have no bones in them. You're right. getting another part of the chicken entirely. I think that the um, the reason this happens is because the proliferation of child's food becoming adult food over the years. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think my dad has ever had a boneless wing, and I, I don't know okay. that he would. I've had countless of them, of course. Um, I think the reason that y- you can't say chicken nuggets because that sounds like it's for a four-year-old. You give right. them the jug of milk and the applesauce with the chicken nuggets. So you have to come up with something that makes it sound permissible for you to consume these things. Um, and I, I think that's what they did here from a marketing perspective. I guess it makes some sense. I, uh, as much as I don't care for boneless wings, uh, goat, and I do think that I would agree with the essence of this. Jesus Christ, how much fucking time do people have? Because, <laughs> I mean, you can't just wake up one morning and click a button and, no. and file a lawsuit. There's effort involved in this. And, and generally, I would say money as well. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things that I would enjoy. I enjoy debating about over beers, about whether boneless wings even exist. Haha. Ha. You know, we're having a good time yelling about terminology, and I appreciate words meaning things. I did in but, 2008 when hot dog is a sandwich broke out. Right. Fucking and enough. That's where we're like, okay, let's pull this back. But taking it to the level where you're so passionate about it to take it to court just feels... It's definitely one of those things that will go nowhere, but generate a whole lot of chatter and notoriety for this individual, and I would I'm, say. Do we both agree that that is exactly what the goal of this whole Fakakta thing was? I mean, was? it has to be. I, I want to just hold a sign up out front of the fucking place. I mean, you can start now, that it. would be. I would actually love that. Like, yeah. if you just had an Instagram account where it, it, once a day, yeah. he showed, he took a picture every day outside the same Buffalo Wild Wings. If you're going to sue Buffalo Wild Wings over something, it's the fact that you can't get served in less than three hours. Uh, and, and when they do serve you, they are mildly irritated the entire time. That you've even shown up. And yeah. if you order a domestic light beer, half your glass will be foam. <laughs> and also, n- all of their dustings and flavorings are not adequate and taste very much the same. That is a wretched place to fucking try to go. And you would think they got big TVs, you know, there's a million places to sit. I mean, if you're invested in hanging out for hours, which is I guess their number one business model. Like that's yeah. what they promote Watch is the game. If you're going to be there for hours, then maybe you're not on a time crunch to get your food. So you're like, "Ah, if it shows up by halftime, whatever, I'm cool." But there's one uh, that's near a notable concert venue in our area. There's that, one that's near a notable sporting venue, too, that is the sixth fucking circle of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and and my thought process for it is, well, we were, well, let's go there for, you know, we'll go there before Pre-game. the show and we'll get some we'll get some wings and we'll hang out. And it's like, no, we're not going to have time. We're just not going to have time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I hate that place. And I, I what I hate about it the most is every time I walk in. They've got massive TVs, and there's like eight bartenders working. It's kind of got a crisp, clean like feel when yeah. you're inside of it. And there's big tables. You're like, oh, I can sit here and watch again. And if this dumb motherfucker would just keep bringing me beers, I'm going to have a $300 tab by the, the end of this game. And the tip will be astronomical. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's, it, it's, it's almost like they have a mission statement that checks off all the boxes we're talking about because it's all of them. It, the one, there's, yes. There's one right down the street from here. That I I went into it's a, it's a very new Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was just as shitty as the one down by Nats Park, and I couldn't understand. 
Yeah, the, we tried to go to one near our office when we were still there for lunch one day. And it was it became a to go order halfway through our our visit because we were like, well, this is it's, we just got to take it back to the office and eat at our desk. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just and it's sad because they're kind of ubiquitous. There's one. What is the other? God damn it! I should know the name. There is a con, I don't want to say contemporary. There is another sports bar that is set up very much like a Buffalo Wild Wings, and it's got a different name. Look look this up, Jim. It's in um. There's one down here. It's in. Chantilly, I think. Is it University? No, it's in Ashburn, I think. But the one that I'm talking about is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Type in Lancaster, Pennsylvania sports bar and see what comes up. It's got big TVs, and the but the food's better, and they they don't act like you're an asshole when you walk <laughs> in. And I, it's a pleasure to go there. But I would say there is a maybe an eighth of the locations that Buffalo Wild Wings has. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. And there's a new place over in Oakton called. Wings, burgers, and tenders, which though it it's not a big bar, it's like one of those little just stalls, like, oh, a, okay. like a fat burger would be in. But they're gonna give you what you want. I, I mean, would assume in the time that you're gonna. I actually, I, I feel like if it's a smaller spot, you're more likely to get your food a little bit quicker. Uh, you would, but they, again, you're sacrificing then the kind of the atmosphere. I'm gonna true. sit down and watch four quarters of a football game. And that's really, I guess, what it comes down to. Yeah. Like, I think only if you're in it to pay rent on the table for the duration of an afternoon of sports is it worth going yeah. to a place that's going to be just that uninterested in getting you stuff quickly. You find anything, Jimmy? Yeah, there's a Stubby's Bar and Grill, Miller's Ale Miller's, House. That's it. That's it's it. Miller's, and uh, there's one somewhere around here locally and it is a, a vastly superior alternative that kind of offers the same thing so check that out if you're looking for a place like that all right fuck that guy and fuck, <laughs> and fuck buffalo wild wings so hopefully they, they you know and fuck our courts okay let's move along look at that covered all the bases god damn it it's Jimmy's a sticks man i forgot about that ah. screw him this is your fight What's up, AJ? How are you? Good. Yeah. When you think Miami, you think Latin music. I think a delicious glass of apricot juice. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> Why isn't there apricot juice, by the way? That sounds like it'd be delicious. I think there is, but really? probably not. Well, maybe not. There's might... apricot jelly. Yeah, that's that's true, yeah. AJ. There is a thing that happens. AJ. <laughs> that's absolutely true. You make a good list. Are we listing things? Mailbox. <laughs> Surge protector. Succulents. Cinnamon sugar. <laughs> Churros. You're just naming things on the table or things you'd like on the table. You're saying there, Jim Daddy? Yeah, you made a comment on the show a few weeks ago, and I think we had a conversation off the show about it that certain bands don't come to DC because the demographic and they can't draw as well as certain other areas. Yes. So Miami in November is going country. All right. Which to me just seems very out of sorts. Miami. Um, I wouldn't say that's the reputation. Miami's nightclubs, glitz and glamour, sports cars, shit like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they got a big festival. It's going to be two days, November 11th and 12th. Uh, they say um, the headliners are Chris Young, Lee Bryce, Laney Wilson, and Sam Hunt. Now, I don't okay. know any of those names. Those are all guys and girls they play on the radio. So it's kind oh, of a mainstream okay. country music. It's not terrible. Um, Maybe they're going kind of, you know, as mainstream as possible to help draw. But there's something to be said if there's never any of that type of music in that area, or at least not as much. Uh, you do a big festival like that. You draw people from around the surrounding yeah, area. Yeah, it's an appealing destination as well, yeah. too. So people from not even the surrounding area will 
maybe make the trip if it's a big festival. Sure. You're saying that you're surprised they're doing a country music festival in Miami? Yeah, I just don't think when you think country music festival, you don't think, oh, let's go to Miami to see that. No, but 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 Florida is an armpit, and um, in a lot of places where there is an armpit, there's a lot of country music fans, so it might <laughs> entice them to, like, if you're living in some landlocked, broke-dick fucking city two hours away from miami you're probably not going to get a chance to see those bands uh, and so the driving to the city getting a hotel that that might be worth it so and, and it's kind of like a fall break you know it's sure. it, you've kind of got uh an opportunity to head down get to a place cold. like miami in november like what it, what days of the week is that because that's uh veterans day is the 11th so i'm not sure what day of the week that is coming up this year but that's usually you know going to be a holiday for a lot of people so an excuse to get on a plane head down and uh, spend some time down there. Yeah, that Lainey Wilson chick is uh, she's pretty good, but she's been notable for two reasons as of late. One is uh, she's on Yellowstone, mm. and two, her uh, big giant ass went viral. Um, ah, she was the uh, country music star that had turned profile and had uh, was wearing the yoga pants, and then the whole fucking internet went crazy. And the one thing, I mean, people are disgusting pigs, but the one thing about <laughs> it that I liked is she didn't get upset about it. She's like, whatever brings people to my banner, I'm. I'm in favor of it. And then for, I think her, she put up a, a New Year's resolution to keep feeding her big fat ass, which <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I respect people that can roll with the punches. And uh, I think she does a good job of that. And she's got some good songs too. But she's, uh, yeah, she's on uh, Yellowstone. So kind of have a rising star there. So the, you just were, you, you, the story, the angle was you were just confused they were playing in Miami? Yeah, it just shocked me that it would be in such a place like this. And they stole an idea from the Chad Duke show because one of the selling points is come for food games line dancing and a mechanical bull yeah I'm, I, if anyone knows about mechanical bulls it's, it originated right here <laughs> absolutely i believe yeah. we had the first one built just for that appearance Fortress of solid yeah. dudes that's for sure the more confusing is that uh turnpike troubadours and old crow medicine show lucero are playing at capital one arena which is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of um first of all is as shitty as jiffy lube live is that would have been a much better choice for them to play and then i think even smarter would have been down in charlottesville or in richmond because people would be willing to drive down there from here and then just are I, they doing the double dip are they playing in both spots because i don't think so that, that's interesting i know that it's not a show that you think would be in that building no they do a lot of different stuff there i think I'm not sure why, like this time around when Maiden came through, they played at Capital One instead of down it at didn't the, sell at out the big amphitheater. And I, I don't know that it would have sold out at the big amphitheater either, but I just, it's always interesting when somebody does Jiffy Lube Live a million times, right. which, you know, for people who aren't around here, it's the giant, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but it's the Very giant so. outdoor amphitheater with the lawn seating behind the, behind it's, the it's, reserve stuff in front. It's, it's horrible. So. It's, it's, it's a terrible place to see a show. It's so big, and it's so in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Meriwether, as beat up and, and old and ramshackle as it is, it's it's much more enjoyable. Way more personality. Yeah, it just it has a lot more personality. The, the venue, the pavilion itself is not anywhere near as huge. So if you're in the pavilion, you feel a lot closer. It's Yeah, there have been problems with that place since day one out at... Uh, what used to be Nissan Pavilion at yeah. Stone Ridge. So. And I know you don't agree, Goat, but um, I think a lot of people that would be interested in seeing those bands are not necessarily uh, citizens of the city. Yeah. So they're traveling in from the suburbs, and I can tell you I won't do that anymore. And no, I, I understand. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. So to kind of you know, put yourself in a fucking venue where everyone that you're going to want to draw from is from outside where the venue is. And also listen to this schedule. Lubbock, Texas, Washington, D.C., Redmond, Oregon. Wow. That's a lot of miles. That hurts. Putting on I yourself mean, in between yeah, that shows. Is, 
Who booked that? I don't like, know. Trajectory that is insane. It is pretty wild, but um, we'll see. I hope they do well, and uh, that's uh, that's going to be a good show. All right, I believe it is. Is it now? I believe so. Time is that's what the music said. Jones. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with your story, or was that just <laughs> oh, no, was that no. just involuntary? <laughs> it just slipped out of me. You know, sometimes it does. <laughs> oh boy, you know me, goat. I don't like to take victory laps. I, I I don't know anything about this. Yeah, what are you what are you talking about? I certainly don't like to clap myself on the back. Uh, the great Hulk Hogan once told me, if you don't put yourself over, brother, no one's going to do it for you. And those are. Uh, those are words I like to live by, but I have been uh, predicting the demise of Marvel and the demise of Star Wars for years, and uh, everyone bitches and moans and complains, and they, they talk about uh, Andor and all this horse shit mm-hmm. they're putting out, and all that happens is that the numbers continue to go down and continue to go down. There's some exceptions, of course, aside, but The Mandalorian is the big... Uh, the bell cow, baby. That's the prize pig right there. That's the one that brings all the boys to the yard. Um, and The Mandalorian Season 3 has been promised to all of us with everyone's favorite Baby Yoda all over the trailer. I know there was a big story when they said The Mandalorian Season 3 trailer was the most watched trailer on the Star Wars YouTube. I mean, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, people will click on things on the internet. It doesn't mean they're going to go fucking to your network and subscribe and pay for it. And to wit, The Mandalorian Season 3 premiere logged very disappointing numbers um, and sees a huge drop in viewers from previous season debuts. Mm-hmm. In contrast, Loud Goat, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan in the book of Boba Fett's, um, it scored 50% higher than uh, Andor, but not either one of those. Uh, here is the comparable. 2. 2.08 million people tuned in to see the season two premiere. Okay? All right. 2.8 million, 2.08, only 1.5 million households tuned in to see The Mandalorian's third season debut. So that's a big drop. Um, And it's also, I think that Obi-Wan show had a monster tune-in factor for the beginning. These things tend to dwindle. I guess people tune in to see what they're all about and then punch out. But when you're talking in the world of, like, streaming and subscriptions, I mean, maybe you look at that and say, well, it's only a few hundred thousand people, but Mandalorian is kind of the one that everyone agrees that they enjoy. It's the tentpole. As much as I hate that term, that's that's what it is. Uh, They speculate in this article what could have caused the slump. Um, Oversaturation, of course, is something that everybody said. I mentioned the Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mm -hmm. and or you also have Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. Don't know much about those. Um, and also people said it was the time of the year that they put this out in, that they put the first okay. series out uh, at the end of the year, and this one is out in a different time. No COVID lockdowns and such. I don't know. I, I think it's probably um, a conglomeration. It's probably several different factors, but I also think by and large, you've had a chunk of the audience decide this isn't for me. I'm not watching it anymore, no matter what Star Wars puts out. That's got to be a part of it. And then, um, I don't know. I, I think people are getting tired of the same goddamn... Except then how do you explain Fast and the Furious? 
how does every Fast and the Furious movie that come out make a billion dollars? Well, I think there's a couple of, well, in, in reference to the Fast and the Furious, I think it's because it's two hours in the movie theater. Yay, look at them go. Sure. And then you're off on your way. Um, as opposed to investing in a series and, and having to sit down for that. I think there's two factors here. But we're seeing it with the movies also. That is true. The, I mean, they haven't put out a fucking Star Wars movie in years. No, and they've been burned a little bit. I think the uh, Solo movie was kind of the one that said, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. And then there's been canceled plans yeah. since then too, which is interesting because some of the stuff that was in the pipeline sounded like a, like a departure. It wasn't just going to be more of what you've seen in the past. It was going to be a little bit different. Like the Rogue Squadron movie sounded really intriguing just because that was going to be a, a facet that we hadn't really looked at before. Right. But I think there's two factors with The Mandalorian that didn't come up on the on the list or in the article. One is that that episode, I think, was 25 minutes long. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, that sucks. It, it was like a half an hour. And so, Are you kidding me? Not at all. The first episode wow. of this season of The Mandalorian was only like a half an hour long. And so I think a lot of people looked at that and went, well, I'll I'll just wait for next week. Right. Or, and I think some people are starting to go like, well, I'll wait four or five episodes and binge. Or and I think as far as timely watching is right. concerned, that's not as urgent as it used to be. Or And maybe, again, because there's other things people are doing as opposed to being stuck inside watching TV or looking at the internet, they don't worry about spoilers. So it's Does not, that happen with Stranger Things? Well, everybody watch Stranger Things all at once. I, I yeah. know, but what I'm, because, what yeah, I'm that's saying true. is is that they are doing this where they roll these things out for a reason to build expectation because the numbers could hold. We've seen a shitload of... I mean, what about yeah. uh, Last of Us that we just watched? I mean, everyone talked about that ad nauseum the entire time every episode rolled out. I, yeah. I, I mean, people are tired of these fucking things, and I think that they shot their wad, and now it's very difficult when people are tired. It's not just, well, I'll give you less. Well, people have already moved on. Like, the moving on has already happened. That's the unfortunate part, if that's the case, yeah. I, I do think that the time, the running time of that episode was probably a, well, whatever, I'll just wait sure. until next week and do a double feature. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm not sure what the timeline was. Was it good? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it for what it was. It was all too short. Um, I think the second episode was better. But, like, if they'd been a back-to-back, -back, like a 90-minute kind of setup, I think that would have been a better experience. Are you hostile at all when... You get these shows, and it, 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 I was kind of irritated when they're 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. you know, like a new Ozark season comes out. We've waited three years, and it's 10 episodes. I'm like, wow, that's not a lot. And, and with these Disney shows, it's it can be six, eight. six to eight yeah. episodes. And then you're right. If it's not, why isn't this an hour long? Like, okay, 47 minutes if you take out all the commercials, even though you've never had commercials. That's why I'm paying for this. So I don't even know why you're doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think there's any animosity towards the fan base because of that? I don't think so. I think there has been or at least a portion of the, the TV watching world over the last couple of decades has looked at how series are put together uh, around the world. Most notably, I guess, in the UK, that became kind of a template where people go, oh, there's only eight to 10, maybe 12 episodes, and it tells this whole complete story without having to pad it out to a 24-episode season. I think even the greatest of television has those episodes where you look at and go, oh, they just needed to fill a week. Right. Like I think it's the episode that divides a lot of Breaking Bad fans is The Fly. Sure. And you look at that and go like, well, if they only had eight episodes to tell this story and would they have spent that hour doing this which one of those guys did paul or cranston directed that episode i don't remember i which feel one. like it almost had to be cranston it was one of those two that directed that episode that um 
made it somewhat interesting. I didn't hate the episode at the time, but I was also doing the bit with uh, Breaking Bad where I was just watching all of it to catch up with the last mm-hmm. season. So it just if that if an episode fell flat, you just ripped right through it. And that's where the, the next one. Yeah, and that's where the weekly model can be uh, a boon or sure. or your demise because if you have a stinker. There was one episode of Lost that I remember everybody got really upset about. Uh, well, more than a few, but one that I remember specifically was they spent an entire episode with three or four characters fixing a van, mm. and it was flashbacks to build up the backstory for one of the characters, and everybody was like, that's it? They fixed the van? We've got all of these questions looming over everything? Well, and it's like, but if you're watching them in a row, you go like, oh, well, that was neat. I like knowing more about that guy. Episode three of Last of Us, where all of a sudden it's just these two dudes making out for an hour, and you're like... Okay. Oh, now what? <laughs> and then it's it's in it's inconsequential to the plot, and a lot of people enjoyed the story. But my point was like, you got six fucking episodes, and you have one where you just put the brakes on, and this doesn't further your protagonists in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you don't have the luxury of doing that. Did you find an answer, Jim? Yeah, it's actually Rain Johnson. Oh, okay. All right. I was not. I did not expect that. I knew it was somebody noteworthy but i thought it was one of those two guys the one that i always remember is from the sopranos and i think it was michael imperioli oh it, where they're out in the woods the, the, the barons so goddamn yeah. i mean that i remember ketchup packets i'm like this that's is all a, i remember like, from that episode is frozen ketchup, pa- ketchup packets episode like you do you don't you and that was back when we were waiting it felt like four years in between the sopranos and they're the, aren't they the ones that took the mid-season break for the first time uh, yes, they were the ones who pioneered the, God, I ep- hate that the volume part one and part two. And by the way, it wasn't Rain Johnson. It was everybody's favorite Star Wars director, Ryan Johnson. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Apricot Jones! <laughs> I took a stab in the dark. It took me a second there. I was like, wait a minute, I think. And so so he started off divisively among a fa- among genre fan Fuck bases. that guy. Right out of the gate. He's um, made nothing I enjoy. But yeah, I think... I think there are, there are reasons that maybe it was met with a little bit more of a uh, a tepid response. I think Ryan, it, it it took a lot. It took a long time for people to really get up uh, up to date with Andor. Right. That was an episode. That was a show that they were like, "Look, we're going to show it on TV. Please watch this right. show." I remember the campaign where they were begging everybody yeah. to watch that fucking thing, and everybody who watched it that I've heard from at least. It doesn't seem like anybody walked away disliking it. Like everybody is either, yeah, that was okay, or it was the greatest thing they've ever well, seen as far as Star Wars is concerned. I've no, I didn't see a whole lot of people saying negative things about it. What people say though, and the way that they actually act, are two completely different mm. things. In that everyone screams and yells on the internet that we want to get away from the Skywalker saga, we want to tell other stories. Here they go. They try to do a show with this fucking guy that's in this movie that everyone claims they love in Rogue One. Screw you. Where's Luke? I mean, what do they pop for? When Luke showed up at the end of the fucking Mandalorian because the Mandalorian looks like Boba Fett and Baby Yoda's in it and that's Luke Skywalker. Just, you know, whatever. I might have been a little bit steamed. I was too, but, I, but let, at least be honest about it. You know, No one on the internet is honest about it. Hopefully everybody comes back to the Mandalorian. Or it's good enough to draw them back. Let me put it that way. As time keeps slipping away. fucking good. <laughs> Straight Jack. Well, one of the things that happens on the Mandalorian is uh, Grogu, the weirdest name ever, but Worst. also, but uh, flies around in his own little pod. Sure, he's wireless and portable. I like that. Um, and you know, we look at things in the world today, and we go like, well, that should be easy to miniaturize and take with you, and everything should be portable. And I remember back in the '70s, there was the portable television that weighed 
you know, a half a metric ton and sure. had a little, but it had a handle in the top, so clearly it was portable. Taking this to the nth degree of extremity is the uh, 20 pound portable microwave from Makita that can heat 11 meals between charges. Jesus Christ. When you think about things that you need to be portable, yeah. where does a microwave oven rank on that list? It has to be for construction workers, right? They want to bring in like freezer pizzas? I would have to assume that's what it is. That for. seems to be at least the article that I read about it. Uh, and I believe currently it's only planned to be available in Japan. Uh, oh. Surprising. But uh, the it runs on the standard Makita battery system that they have. So if you have... Japan's weird, man. If, if you have a whole bank of batteries charged for your Makita power tools, click, click, into the microwave it goes. You've got lunch. You stick it back in the charger and off you go. I do like the idea because I got about a million of those DeWalt batteries and... Walt's got a, a radio with the Bluetooth. It's got a fan. It's got all this other shit that you could just use those batteries mm -hmm. for. And they just, you know, are infinitely rechargeable pretty much. So I like the idea. It ha it would just have to be for a job site. But then you would need, I guess you would all get together with your, your boys and be like, all right, we're not going to fucking 7-Eleven for Big Bites. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't Everybody you? bring yeah. leftovers tomorrow. I'm bringing my Makita microwave. Oh, boy. I don't, I mean, I could see my dumb ass getting drunk and ordering one of these <laughs> if they were available <laughs> in fucking America. But also, microwave food is not very good. Yeah, it, there are so many other options. And portable microwaves, It. I found out after reading this, portable microwaves are not brand new as far as an idea, yeah. but the wireless and cordless power, uh, portable microwave is the innovation here that runs on on strictly on batteries well, as opposed it, to... So you're supposed to plug it in if it's portable? How would you do that? When the, it was uh, car lighters, adapters, oh. and uh, extension cords that I guess you would just take along with you, but then it's just a microwave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then... the, the form factor, I guess, was what made it portable. But there were car adapter-based microwaves that I saw when I was trying to make sure how new this was before sending this story around. But I, it's, yeah. I guess technically any microwave could be a portable microwave. That's true. You yeah, stick just, it again, in the passenger seat. Again, that was my first thought was those old TVs that were, they, they had a handle, so clearly they were portable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's, I mean. It's just a weird thing to think of, like that a microwave just feels like a very, it lives in a specific single spot to me. Right. The notion of carrying one around when, especially when you're going to be somewhere where there's potential for open flame, like you wouldn't take this camping. How much has the air fryer supplanted the microwave in your household? Oh, almost, not quite exclusively, but at least Close I'd, I'd say 60 to 70%. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. There's not much I can think of. I think my wife still makes um, popcorn in okay. the microwave, and I, I know I've heated some. The, the microwave is still quicker. Like when I make stuff in the, the air fryer, it takes you know 11 minutes or so, whatever it is. Like but beverages are, are obviously yeah, yeah. the domain of the microwave it's at this point as far as. Infinitely, though a better quality product yeah the food experience is so much better out of an air fryer at this point it's it's kind of wild how it took that long for the air fryer to get to where it is i'm looking up portable microwaves on uh amazon mm -hmm. they don't look cool no they look <laughs> they look unfriendly yeah and this one they look dangerous yeah, almost this one's called a food warmer for some reason that that's a turn off also <laughs> it just sounds it yeah. is what it says it is it almost looks it, it's similar to what it appears to be a crock pot now that's something that would be good to have on the job site if you could have a wireless crock pot oh yeah <laughs> i can't imagine the battery power it would take oh, to run one God. of those for eight hours it probably yeah you'd get two hours and the battery's <laughs> just, dead never mind all right jim bob i need to borrow your goddamn well i gotta use my <laughs> screwdriver yeah, it's like we, we've actually got a deadline here. It's like, nope, Fuck I'm all. sorry. Nope, I made a, I made a nice uh, beef stew over here. <laughs> the pot roast waits for no one. 
Oh boy. Um, all right. Well, I'll keep on the lookout for that goat. If they have American, uh, I will. I would love to order one of those if they ever do get to America. Because I'm guessing the electricity is different over there. Maybe. I mean, it is. But also, if it's the battery system from Makita, that's universal. It's bring just one, the charger that's different. Bring one into a, a fucking uh, a microwave hootenanny. <laughs> that might be a lot of fun. For everybody walks away sterile. You know who Charlotte cool. is, right? Well, except for this the guy who wouldn't walk away sterile. What's everybody looking at me? <laughs> I ain't gonna be sterile, dear door. Dear old dear. Microwaves are powerless against yeah. me. So this story is a little self-serving because I'm just a big fan for two um, reasons. So hockey, the goaltender for the St. Louis Blues. Did his he name say is hoppy? Or hockey. Did he, okay. he, he did say hockey. He okay. did. I mean, I might have had the filter on. Uh, oh Christ! I thought he said hoppy like. Like a beer or something? <laughs> it's a big fan of really hoppy IPA. Easter. Jesus. The, the bunny. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Yikes. Oh, no. Bad, Jack. Nobody, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. People like coming up here to watch this show more than they like that joke. Oh, Jesus. Damn. <laughs> Empty-ass fucking room. The Ooh. goaltender for the St. Louis Blues, yeah. Jordan Bennington. He got suspended for two games for what they called an on-ice outburst. <laughs> that was the biggest one I've ever heard. Damn, I, even goalie, I even prepared that. Did you? The goalie for the St. Louis goalie. Blues. <laughs> on. What was he on? He was, he was on the ice. <laughs> He's on performance enhancers. So what did he do? He, uh, he had a little fit because the forward for the Minnesota... I think forward was pretty Baltimore up too, wasn't it? Forward. Oh yeah, forward, forward, forward. forward. It's one syllable. Forward, yeah. forward. Yes, there you go. That was right. How did I? Did I say, you oh. said forward. Uh, yeah, you have f u h it. The forward. Oh, I would even go as far as to say the car manufacturer. <laughs> the Ford. 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 <laughs> All right, say it again in a sentence. Uh, the forward. He scored a goal. Damn it. This is like sure. the rain in Spain. Falls <laughs> mainly on the plane. The Ford scored a goal. Ford scored several years ago. My father abandoned my mother like most people from my porter town. Oh, no. Oh, on a trip to the aquarium, they both went with us and only one came home. That happens with a lot of my offspring. Hi, you. I live in the same house. My parents did. Their parents before them. All right, sorry, Jimmy. You're That's saying on Sarnet. <laughs> The forward, when he scored, he was celebrating in the crease, and he had what the uh, the league called light incidental contact. No big deal. But the goalie, he didn't like it. No. No, he didn't like it. <laughs> As they generally don't. Well, he took his blocker glove. That's the big square mm -hmm. one that they have on there. The waffle board. Thank you for board. explaining that to Goat. Yes. I, I wanted to make sure because I had to look it up because I wasn't sure what that was. However. Big fan. He hits the forward in the face with the glove, and that starts a little melee. Now, the referees don't let them get together and actually have a fight, which is shocking these days, but they did a good job. Well, usually the goalie doesn't get involved. Yeah, usually right? the right. officials get between a goalie and a non and a skater if there's fisticuffs involved, because generally goalie fights are reserved for goalie on goalie. Who was it with Patrick Waugh went skating out from a, they met in the middle of the ice? Like Ooh, both teams I, were brawling. I, it was, uh, I believe it was Chris Osgood. Is that who it was? Yeah, I that think was it was fun. back when the Red Wings and the Avalanche had the most heated rivalry in sports. Like, Maybe not as far as balance of success was concerned, but boy, there was a bloodlust. Was it in the postseason, too? I seem to think it was. It was. The big brawl was the following season after an incident in the playoffs the year before where uh, I believe it was Chris Draper got run into 
the boards at the end of the bench used to be squared off instead of rounded. We so are he, in the vortex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he just got taken into the turnbuckle, and his face was just demolished, yeah. and he missed the rest of the series, and they ended up losing. So the next year, it was go time. The Red Wings had revenge on their mind. I did like, they they, they kind of looked at each other yep. like, all right, let's do it. It and was just skated like, skated right out to center ice. Forget it. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just killing each other along the boards, which is a lot of fun. The only other thing that, that, that matched up to that is um, your boy, Eric Belanger. I'll never forget. He got bashed in the face and I watched him. Uh, he pulled a tooth out of his head. Yeah. I was just like, oh, all yeah, right. Just blood squirted all over the ice. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Jesus Christ. They, they, there is, there is a, I'm going to fight this guy with a bat. <laughs> there is, there is a uh, specific code yeah. in, in the brains of most hockey they players. They don't care about teeth that much. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Like it's just kind of a known danger going in. I forgot. What is the story? Here? Uh, it's a uh, Jordan Bennington of the St. Louis blues. He got, he got a little miffed after some contact okay. from one of the forwards. Oh, for the Minnesota Wild so last happened? night. Well, you shitheads are reading ahead because after they wouldn't let him fight, Mark Andre Fleury oh, for Minnesota. He's still in the fucking he's, league. Yeah, That's exactly what I thought. I was like, that dude's been around yeah. forever. Now I had to look it up. He's only thirty-eight years old, but he has been what? In the, yeah, but he got drafted in two thousand three. So yeah, we're coming up on twenty. So he years. was eighteen when he got drafted. He yeah. started when he was uh, not old enough to drink. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But he came out and put the gloves down and said, "If you want to fight, let's do it." And Goalie fights are my absolute favorite thing. <laughs> Why? They're not hockey. very good. They, they can't fight well. It's, it makes you look like two big fat guys going at it. That makes me happy because because <laughs> fat guys should just go at it every now and again. I don't know. I don't have a reason. Oh, for that dear. He sounds like you want to fuck a fat guy is what it sounds like when you say that. Christ. My favorite fight in sports is when the, the pitcher gets charged by the batter and he does the bit where he just steps aside and throws him down the side of the fucking mound. <laughs> I think Randy Johnson. I, saw, I think Pedro Martinez did that once. Did Pedro Martinez threw Don Zimmerman, didn't he? he was fucking was a. Well, coach. that was yeah. Don Zimmer in the, uh, the one of the was brawls. He a third base coach. He was the like the dugout coach yeah, for the Yankees, so he, he wasn't was even hundred years old. Yeah. yeah, and Pedro just pitched him into the fucking and he, dirt. Yeah, he just aquitoed him into the great. ground, and it was it was a source of consternation for years to come. Yeah, My, another good one was when. Um, there was all that uh, tension building up between Piazza and Clemens, and it was the Subway Series. Well, that was, yeah. And I, then that bat splintered, and then, like, I think the Clemens were just so charged up, he picked up the bat and threw it at fucking Piazza. A chuck of it, yeah. I, that was, I believe, all circling the same yeah. incidents. Those yeah. guys didn't like each that other. That was the kickoff. And, I mean, as far as pitchers getting charged on the mound, like the uh, Nolan Ryan just hammer fisting oh, Robin sure. Ventura is well, a I mean, story for the ages. You yeah. gotta fight Nolan Ryan. He's, he's a fucking old man. He's made, of, he's made of beef jerky yeah, at this point. He's pitched like, until he was 63 years old, for fuck's sake. And he was still good. Yeah. Like, he just didn't hang on for nostalgia. That. I'm not fighting that guy. I'm waiting until somebody else is up there. I'm waiting until CC Sabathia is up on the fucking <laughs> mound. Yeah, like, my favorite part about the Subway Series was uh, reading about how like it got a 60 share in New York, and it was like the lowest rated World Series outside of New York they've ever had. <laughs> it is wild. Like the Twins yeah. would outdraw them because people would just fed up a fight. like all right let's go over it was here. just a, such a jack-off session the media is so obsessed with new york too it's insufferable uh so what you just like goalie fights yeah i just thought right. that was entertaining you don't see it very often it's almost like a goalie scoring a goal it happens every once in a blue moon i like when the fat guy speaking of fat guys pick up the fumble and run all the way down the field oh the yeah convoy. <laughs> yeah i call my wife in whenever that's happening she gets so excited and the fucking guys just like trucking down the field when they when he's got the yeah when he's got the entire escort yeah, yeah, like yeah, keeping cow, everybody yeah, away it's like all right we're gonna move as slowly as possible just to block for this guy yeah that the goalie fight Bennington has a reputation for being a bit of a hothead and whenever he it's gets probably because Fez didn't talk for all those. Years. <laughs> 
So the guy scored on me. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> um, he, um, yeah, he. So he got shown up. The score was was out of hand sure. last night. And after he got lit up and then got into the fight and got ejected and sent to the locker room, he's doing the whole like hyping up the crowd move <laughs> on his way, doing the whole like you know raise the roof bit while he's being escorted off the ice to the locker room. So it was it was an odd look. But it was it was quite the incident, and it was on national TV. Yeah, so. and the thing about fights, though, in hockey, is it's such a fucking low hanging fruit sports talk uh, topic, and it's like wrecks in NASCAR, and people are always saying, "Well, more people would watch it." Blah blah blah. It's like, well, that's not what you want. Mm-mm. You want people to watch the sport for what it is. There, yeah. there's fighting available. And by the way, that fighting that you're going to watch in other places where they do that for a living is going to be better quality fighting. Well, and especially <laughs> since the, since the 70s. Yes, yeah, sure. it's, it's been, they've been trying to legislate it out of the game for a long time. I think there's still room for it, but I feel like the stage... I'm fine with it being in there. The staged fights are the ones where yeah. you kind of roll your eyes and go like, oh, okay. It is kind of interesting that in 2023 where anything remotely controversial seems to be eliminated almost immediately by any of these sporting organizations that fighting has survived as long as it has yeah and they've actually even relaxed some of the rules on the instigator and things like that where they've used to just if you got if you started a fight at all you were out and so that kind of got you know eased back a little bit because they said ah every once in a while somebody's just got to get that adrenaline out but there is i guess talk about taking another look at the situation this coming off season so we'll see another sticky wicked but people found that the name Redskins was more worthy of banishing than two guys beating the piss out of each other. It's intriguing, isn't it? It's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I mean, not that intriguing, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I'm invested in both of these topics, yeah. so. Let me find the thing. You guys know where the thing went? Which thing? Oh, this thing right here. I got it. Oh, that's Jimmy's. That's nice. This is too much. There's too much over here. So many things. I don't know why he keeps coming up. <laughs> he just keeps coming up over here. Uh, the Flash, I um, kind of torn with this one because uh, Michael Keaton as Batman means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything happens to him in that fucking movie, I'm, I'm just going to be out. It's going to be a problem. And also, good, I've, I've kind of come to a, a point in my life where I thought I was above ever caring about any of this superhero shit ever again. But, but then... They found the one... I mean, unless, it was the, unless Nicholson said, I'm unretiring, I'm coming back as a oh Joker, they could, they could probably get me <laughs> yeah. in again. Um, or DeVito is the Penguin. Any of those, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman, any of those uh, two movies. So, I think we had the story on... Um, the show earlier the week this week but shazam pulled a black adam in that i think they're panicking shazam came out yesterday right or today this past it's in the theater oh, right it's now. this weekend yeah. not last weekend okay shazam 2 fury of the gods i mm-hmm. think it is uh, i don't know why he's got a whole team of shazams i'm not a i'm not a big shazam guy i mean there have been an entire there was an entire crew of okay of people that had the the, He's the Captain gift. Marvel, right? He is Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shazam is like say that. Yeah, Shazam's the old shaman that like gave the whole group their powers or whatever. Kind of stinks that they got. Well, I mean, I understand why. Yeah. Marvel's huge. Marvel has a Captain Marvel. They got the movie out, so whatever. Um, but they spoiled the fact in the Shazam movie that Gail Gadot is in it as Wonder Woman. They put it in the fucking trailer, which. I think it's probably because they're looking at some of these projections that weren't good for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to save some money, put this woman in that everybody likes. Uh, everyone will go see it, but you know she's only going to be in it for a cameo, so I don't know how many tickets it sells. They did that with Black Adam, where they fucked over with the fact that uh, uh, Matt Cahill was coming back as fucking <laughs> Superman. 
That I would have paid money to see. Yeah, you know, with the titties and everything, the lips and the Jesus. hairline. And fucking, I would still pay to see that. Actually, if they, if they could work that out, I'd I'd line up for day one. DC is midnight showing. I think they're so desperate to not take a bath on these movies because Warner Brothers is in such a bad spot that they keep doing this. But it's it's really bad business, I think. Well, the Flash is spoiled, and this is goat. As much as I love being a nerd in twenty twenty three, because you get all the great toys and mm-hmm. all the video, anything I ever wanted as a kid, I can get now as an adult. It's nuts. I got a million arcade machines, and here I bought, I bought a two hundred eighty nine dollar noob cybot action figure. Like it's fucking <laughs> it's our time. But the bit where the Legos and the toys spoil the movies that haven't come out yet, and then people shoot that shit all over the internet, I fucking hate that. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the story. Um, Same bit. Wonder Woman has a Funko Pop in the new Flash movie. Now, I'm not going to go see any movie because Wonder Woman shows up in it, but... You spoiled the fact. We already know that Batman is in it. We already know that Supergirl's in it. We already know that our boy Michael Shannon comes back as General Zod. I don't know. I, I just the, the plan of it just doesn't feel like they have confidence in their products, and so they're willing to do whatever they can to sell 150 extra tickets. I, hmm. I, I don't know how much of this is intentional or just the way that release timelines work because i remember and this this flashed me all the way back to 1999 a few months before star wars episode one came out and they did the midnight release of the entire action figure line i was there oh my god they talked they sold the little doohickers that were you know the lady razors that they turned into communicators for the movie and you could put the chips into them and put the figure on it and it said lines from the movie oh my god and then you flip the back of the packaging over and you looked and it gave away the entire movie sure this was three months before it came out it's like oh by the way when Qui-Gon Jinn dies at the end it's like oh my god what's he and then the soundtrack came out and it had funeral of a, of a lost Jedi or whatever is one of the track names and you're like funeral of a fallen Jedi yeah, I think like, is what it was seriously you yeah. couldn't come up with a bit more kind of nebulous name for this <laughs> yeah. track okay but I'm gonna I'm gonna immediately rebuke that and say we didn't know for sure that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in that Spider-Man movie until you sat in the theater and fucking watched it. Yeah. Th- there was rumors, but you didn't get one screenshot. You had Andrew Garfield swearing on a stack of Bibles he wasn't in it. There was not one pop They vinyl. did everything they could to keep it under wraps, yeah. Uh, you could say what you want about Marvel, but they they have figured out a way to kind of eliminate. So I didn't know Daredevil was going to show up in that goddamn movie yeah, until he did. Yeah, that's true. And I think that part of that is where it, 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 it's just a... I, that's where I don't think this is intentional. I think it's a lack of coordination. Yeah. I think it's I think it's an accident. Uh, I would like to think it's an accident. I say it's like somebody told me once: never chalk up to malice what you can chalk up to incompetence. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say incompetence, but I definitely think this yeah. is one hand not knowing what the other one's doing or not caring. Like this is the box that needs to come out. Um, Which I, has been the mark of a lot of the criticisms about what DC is doing with their movies. That it's just sort of this, you know, four or five directionless sort of entities just working in their own sandboxes and maybe something comes together and works the right way. But this is it's this is a bummer to have something like that just like, oh, hey, by the way, part of the toy line. Here you go. Here's a character <laughs> now, you didn't even know was going to be here. Well, it does seem to be, at least from someone that I don't have a lot of skin in the game, the Mario movie that everyone's excited about. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, it's so funny to me how it flipped from everyone was rip shit apoplectic that Chris Pratt was cast to now the Bukaki session going on for the Super Mario Brother movie online. Really, it's a big whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, they're releasing toys, and it seems to be almost building 
the hype because they're like, oh, look, here's Mario in his cart. Mario Kart. Huh? Look at that. Here's Waluigi. He's going to be in the like people seem to be getting excited about the characters that are being spoiled. I don't even know if it's maybe it's by design. I, Nintendo seems to have their shit together. Yeah. And I think part of that is I guess it really just depends on the property because right. I figure everybody knows that they're probably not going to be building. Well, I don't know. I, I'm going to say this and eat my words in a few months. They're probably not building a Super Mario cinematic universe. How could you think they wouldn't? Have? Of course. Um, but but <laughs> everybody knows that, like, well, these they're probably going to get all these characters in in one shot just because Nintendo can't not do it. They're basically going to Super Smash Brothers it and shove every character they can into here. So saying Waluigi's in it, you go like, oh, all right, I kind of figured that was going to happen. So, ooh, but that's neat. And, you know, having it confirmed doesn't, I guess ruin anything right i don't know what story they're going to tell in that super mario movie either because it feels like i mean what story is there to tell i watched that trailer and it was one of those moments where i'm like i'm just not is this for me i'm just on another planet as everybody else like and i love <laughs> and jack that's black okay and jack yeah. black is bowser i was like it's just jack black doing what he always fucking does except he's <laughs> bowser it just didn't work. Um, and I like those Mario games fine, but I have never... They, they're so two-dimensional that I just never went down the rabbit hole with like being as immersed in that universe as some of these other... I was say, you haven't played IP. the last few as far as like I played Odyssey Paper or... Paper Mario was the last okay. one I played. Well, that one's very 2D. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking about Mario 1, Mario 2, Mario 3. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I enjoyed all those games. Yeah, but... I, th I think this banks on the success of even from, like, from Mario 64 forward... Where you've got a lot of that, like like Odyssey was apparently just something that people went ape shit. Over. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's he went from planet to planet, and you could customize your Mario, and it was it was basically like you said, everything that everybody loves is being able to put their own spin on. I stuff. do watch some streamers where they do the uh, like. Uh, what is it, Koopa's Cruel Castle and all that shit, where there's like these impossible levels. Yeah. Where, oh, the, like the Maker? Yeah. The Maker stuff is insane. It's fun yeah. to watch just because... It gives it, me anxiety. Well, and also, <laughs> if you remember playing the originals, they were fucking hard. This is hard enough. Yeah. yeah. And it, like when All-Stars came out and that the Lost Levels version, yeah. the one that did the, the Super Mario 2 that didn't make it to the US, like that was... I remember there was one level specifically where you got on the little spring thing and went up in the air and the wind started blowing and you didn't know where the hell your character yeah. even was. What was <laughs> the name of that game that Super Mario 2 they ripped off for? Was it Doki Doki Panic? Of I course think. you know that. I mean, come on. <laughs> wow. You don't know that story, Jim? I don't. So apparently that like, Super Mario Brothers 2 was very much like Super Mario Brothers 1, but they just, for the, I think it was just the American version. Yeah, it was right? just the US, yeah. They, the reason why it's so fucking weird and there's all these characters you've never seen and it's like, it, because they just ripped off this other Japanese game and stuck Mario in yeah. instead of the original character. Wow. Yeah, yeah, where That's... where they went to the pulling turnips out of the ground. As I loved to the... that, by the way, that <laughs> was it's one of the best games ever. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. I think it is my favorite Mario game that I've played. Um, I would, Toad was always my favorite, of course, because he was so nice. He was so cock diesel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, strong. What oh, oh, Flash I is gonna yeah, sting. I did have an aside as far as Flash toys are concerned. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't worth having its own story, but uh, did you see the RC Batmobile? Yes, sense that, and the Batwing apparently is oh, uh, man. very expensive, but uh, not the same Batwing from the Tim Burton Batman. No, just a little bit of a different design. Like but the, uh, like the original one. But the fact that that Batmobile is radio controlled and has like smoke effects that it's you, pretty it's, cool. It's water. It's so pricey you, though, isn't it? 
Oh, I mean, of course. Ridiculous. You know, it's 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 not going to be cheap. But So no. smart of them to put that because he can bring back all that shit. And then everyone that liked that movie is now in the 40s. And upgraded got toys, money. upgraded tchotchkes and merch Stupid. all over the place. We're and so it, dumb and predictable. Oh, yeah. I'm going to buy so much Batman shit. And I'm fucking, I've, been, I've been out. I'm out. <laughs> You've never been out on 89 Batman. That's uh, never in a million years. I wish they would have made that. Remember that story about they were going to make a... um. A comic book they sequel did. to it. They did? They had it was the eighty nine Batman well, there was comic a book. Seventy eight Superman too, yeah. right? Was... Where the fuck is it? Oh uh, well there were single issues came out. I don't know that they ever did a I collection. I thought they were gonna do like a little graphic novel. They yeah, were... it came out as uh, individual issues. I got the first two or three and uh, then my comic book store closed. Um I I enjoyed it. That's what comic book stores do, by I the way. I mean there is that. <laughs> it sounded so sad. It was it bummed me out. Except this one downstairs probably, probably should. <laughs> That's officially the bumper for every story. That's our sweeper. Is Apricot Jones? We were we were speaking peripherally of the Nintendo universe and Super Mario and all that good stuff. Uh, fighting game tournaments. Any gathering of nerds, yes. let's just say. They don't exactly have a reputation for being the height of hygiene. Let's no, say. they're all smelly weirdos. Yeah, and in the FGC, fairly or unfairly, the Smash community... The Smash has, Brothers? ...has its own kind of separate reputation of being in their own corner of the room. Pedos. And no, uh, n- not... I, you don't no. have to fucking mark pedos, Apricot. That's not what I'm getting at. It's more along the hygiene lines. Uh, and uh, They're weird, goat. And, and, and the fucking... From what I have encountered in the fighting game fiefdom where everyone's weird, they're the fucking bottom rung. That is... Okay, weirdo. You're correct right. in that assessment of the, the perception of yeah. the Smash community within the FGC, as it were. What is the FGC? The fighting game community. Oh, for fuck's I know. Sake. Sorry. You just I dropped KFC'd that, huh? it. Yeah, it's like... um. The recent events at a smash, a major Smash tournament. More annoying FGC or online wrestling community. Oh, IWC. Uh, way worse. Internet wrestling The internet wrestling community. Way, they fucking way worse. refer to themselves as such. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the not doing the Smash community any favors is uh, the recent major Smash tournament uh, where apparently... Um, the norovirus may have just been spread about to oh. the entire attend the attendance bracket. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's really unfortunate to see this. Uh, last what weekend, is the norovirus like? How is that different? What it's is kind it? of got a little bit of uh, cold and food poisoning component ah, put together. Great. Um, the yeah, Can't wait like, for us all to get that. It leaves you a lot more. Um, like violently physically ill as opposed to just feeling terrible. I don't know anyone. That, I mean, knock wood. I don't know anyone that's gotten it yet. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty lucky to have sidestepped that uh, considering I've been to an event or two over the well, especially years. Especially that event. Yeah. Uh, last weekend's Collision 2023 was a big Super Smash Brothers Melee and Ultimate tournament uh, taking place March 10th to 12th. And uh, a lot of pros after the event went online talking about um, their unanticipated quick weight loss uh due ah. to uh due to events beyond their control so uh, what now? yeah you, yeah everyone says they lose a bunch of weight on the thing so uh yeah it, it became there was i believe at one point there was a blame of a chicken sandwich that had been sold at the tournament well that but, wouldn't uh, give you the neurovirus but others are others are uh 
suggesting that it was most likely the norovirus, a very contagious virus that made its way in this small community. Now, they had all the protocols in place for COVID, but norovirus is a different beast entirely. What a waste of time. <laughs> a fucking complete jack-off session. What, 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 are they allowed to tell these kids to fucking shower and wear deodorant and shit? Are they I, allowed to do that and trim your nails, you fucking I, pig? I think the event itself can put those uh, those. I hope so. Those protocols in place. But uh, there have been some suggestions in the past where like a a player or two, especially if it's a small enough tournament, you can kind of go like, hey, buddy, you can speak to one or two people individually and just kind of go like, look, I, I, I realize that you don't necessarily know what's going on or you know maybe you're just, unaware yeah they're not used to or being around care. people i think a yeah. lot of times these kids aren't used to being around a big group of people and everyone else that they're with it's like being in a house with a cat or a house of people smoke cigarettes everyone's just used to the smell i just remember at uh games day the uh games workshop annual convention oh, slash boy. event um when we would leave the convention hall and come back you there was a force field at the entryway to the convention hall and a lot of it was the target demo is people between 14 and 18 years old who maybe haven't quite gotten the message that sure. uh, that certain products are available to alleviate certain, well, also, certain issues <laughs> that you may or may not be aware that you're going through right now. It is weird that you're when you start to stink like you didn't before. You know, when you're a kid, yeah. I feel like kids stink, but like not in the they, same they way. They smell as, like outside and stupid. dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's not an excuse at these things these are all grown up there's a lot of adults that just you know but look you're dedicated to the game and you've got your focus very dedicated i've had my weekends where somebody probably should have pulled me aside and said hey when was this well usually when i was like 16 okay all right yeah, yeah. not in the last couple of years 40 years ago yeah yeah hey <laughs> hey 35 <laughs> screw them oh this boy is your time you shy right now, though. Oh, yeah. Right. Three times a day. <laughs> he uses a nice apricot scrub when he does. Right. Oh, that would delightful. be amazing. What so, brand is it? Yeah. I swear to God, there have been some body washes where I've fucking thought about tasting it. And I was like, oh, this is fucking... My wife got me like a, 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 a green apple scented one Oh, once. yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. But yeah, with that head and shoulders green apple. That's it I have. Yeah, it's I fantastic. Hey, I am somewhat intrigued by the proper 12 green apple Irish whiskey. I am a uh, little bit intrigued by that. I'm not upset about uh, giving that a shot every once in a while. I could find a 12. I mean, no one comes up here, so it's going to be difficult for the well, bottle to find its way up here. All right, Apricot. There's allegedly a bad guy signed on for Gladiator 2. One. Oh, damn it! Gladiator. They're, they're still moving forward with that all uh, Gladiator 2. Huh? Digimon yeah. Honsu. I sure he won't be returning. Neither will Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> the he made that the- Pinocchio movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, Joaquin Phoenix is uh, committed to Duke 2. Julius Caesar. Gonna be making out with that Top Gun song lady. He fought a CGI tiger, you know. I'll tell you the nanu nanu on the song over the Top Gun song. I can't even believe it. <laughs> Or, or, or. George R. 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 Martin. That's my favorite. If I read books, I'd read those. I'm sorry, Jim. This signing actually makes me want to check it out if it actually goes through. Uh, they title it as Batman Star Barry Cogan, but we remember him from the Banshees of Anna Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a weird dude. Yeah, but he's. I feel like he's a really good actor, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what type of villain 
he can bring out. He's, he's been a bunch of stuff. Recently. He's definitely doing his best to not be typecast as a specific type of person, which I appreciate, especially since he's been around for more years than we're probably aware, but yeah. he's in kind of the get-go stages of of being on a rocket ship to being a superstar. He's there now, right? Yeah, he's, he's right on the precipice of being like that it guy. Like, he's in a bunch of stuff. Is he going to play the fucking Joker in the new Batman movie? I mean, Cause he, that's who he, he is, was right? the Joker yeah, so. in that cell, so... I would assume once that happens, you know, household name yeah. territory right there. And getting in front of being the Joker, quote right. unquote, for the rest of his career, doing all of these other varied roles is a is a really good play. Well, Heath Ledger had a big career before he was the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how if everyone remembers A Knight's Tale, but uh, he was in a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. He, he was, was he nominated for Brokeback? Ah, I, I cannot remember. One of those guys was nominated. I know that was nominated for Best Picture, but I think one of those guys, was, I don't remember which one it was, though, if it was Dylan Hall or if it was him. Um, yeah, I think that he had the he had chops before he went into that role uh, more than this kid's going to have, most likely. Even though he's very talented. Like, he was very good in that the Banshees movie. Yeah. As weird as that fucking movie was. Yeah, and I think it's, it's maybe just a testament to being aware of how you can get locked in. If you play an iconic character like that, it could be what you're known for forever. Hayden Christensen. Who else are we talking about? Well, and I mean, we talk about it all the time. How Harry Potter and uh, Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood are the I same don't person. Know the difference um, between but, them. But they are. Put a pistol up to my head. One's Frodo and one of them is <laughs> but, wizard. But they're no. Lo- but they're no longer. Like I, I just you know destroyed my own point by calling him Harry Potter. They but, didn't. You made a great point because I don't know who they are either. But I think Daniel Radcliffe has done a lot to get out from under being. I'm the guy who played the kid wizard for all of these movies. He's, but I mean, of course, that's a monumental, super right. franchise with eight freaking movies. So it's hard to get away from that. But it's easier to do when you're a woman because you just pull your vagina out. What unfortunately, I, like I, the, the Miley that's a different Cyrus type of movie. and all those, but all those girls oh. that are like 16 and they're and they're you know these little teeny bopper Disney girls. It's like the second they like, all right, I'm Madonna now. You kind of boot that all to the side. Whereas mm. I think if you're a guy, you can't really play that. You sling dong. No one wants to see that. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of more difficult to find those roles. I.e. Brandon Fraser. You know, kind of this renaissance we've just seen with him. I don't think he was ever in anything like what we just saw him in. Yeah, and it took a while for him to get there because he was known as the goofy guy who played in a lot of weird, yeah. you know, comedies. I mean, could was, be a lot worse. Wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he? He was. Uh, well, what is Encino it? The, the Mountie. He was the yes. He oh, was the, wow. the, the, and George of the Jungle. Yeah, he Nobody was. In, saw that movie though, The Mountie. What else? Yeah, what? God. <laughs> not the. That well, was, he is a. He plays a. Mountie. He played a Mountie. He's yeah. not the Mountie from Dudley Do Right. Is that what it was called? Dudley Do Right. The old uh, character, the cartoon like the character. Mounties, we always get our man. Mrs. Peacock was a man. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, did you find out if Heath Ledger was nominated? Yes, both of them were nominated for Oscars oh. that year. But both best supporting or both one of them was uh, uh, best actor? It's specific. That would be interesting. It's always interesting the way they break that down. Yeah. Like Colin Farrell gets best actor and Brandon Gleason gets supporting actor. I've heard some arguments that they should just have one big pool and give out like two awards. You know, just like, so you don't diminish the role that somebody played. Like if it's the performance is worthy of an Oscar, yeah. it's worthy of an Oscar. Yeah, but I mean, does anybody, when they put your name on the VHS box, it says Academy Award winner. I mean, they don't say Academy Award winner for Best Supporting Actor, right? No, it might be in the small print on the back. Maybe. What does it say? Uh, Ledger was for Best Actor. And so Gyllenhaal must have been Best Supporting Actor. Well, I I think they both deserved it. (laughs) These stories are a weird thing for me because, I mean, obviously these actors don't need my approval, but I like seeing the kid. Can you imagine if they did? Oh, Jesus. 
I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, all right, we've got one last check to go before we can make this contract <laughs> signing. Get Jester on the phone. That's right. Get the Apricot Jones guy in here. He's going to try out for the fucking fluffer and blo- broke back. That's what we got him for, and that's God what he's going to do. I was just thinking he's the guy behind all the studio decisions, but I mean, you can take it in that direction if you yeah, want. What the fuck are we talking about, by the way? What was the story? That he's going to be the new bad guy in the Gladiator oh, oh, 2. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I can't believe they're still moving forward with that. Is Russell Crowe even attached to that anymore? No. So what is it? A, oh, so it's a prequel, right? It's Maximus's kind of origin story. Yeah. That's the only thing it could be. Where did I see that? Oh, yeah, Jim Natty to the rescue. Sorry. Um, I uh, Ridley Scott, I think, is still directing. I, people are, You'll check it out. People are turned off by that, but it's just Gladiator 2 in the name. Like you, They've been making Gladiator movies forever, yeah. you know? It's well, true. it yeah. sounds like it's going to be Gladiator 0 as opposed to Gladiator 2 if it's a prequel. Prequels like, are so hot right now. Prequels. Well, it's, it's also interesting that you would call it. I mean, I, I can't imagine it will ultimately be called Gladiator 2. No. That Gladiator to, Blood in the Sand. Right, or whatever. whatever. That is yeah. Be. Yep. All right. Very good. We'll see if you can find that, Jim. Okay. I see you scanning over there. All right. How much time do we have left? You want to do it one more go? Sure. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? Oh, sure. Now time is winding down. All right. Someone's saying in the chat, she was criticized by a former model for the role in Last of Us for being too heavy to play the role of a survivor of Uh, an apocalypse. That's... That, I mean, that critique didn't need to be delivered. Maybe, but it's also, I mean, if you're striving for authenticity, it is weird whenever you see someone, when you see a homeless guy on the side of the road that's 40 pounds overweight, I know I'm like, well, how bad could it actually be? <laughs> like, you have that thought. But also, if it was someone like a, a model that's online bitter about not getting a role, that's not, you know, that's not that you're casting director, you got the role. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, but well, you, you never miss a chance to clap back these days, oh, right? Jesus goes, oh my God. Ha-ha. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Victorious chuckle for clap back. Yeah, well, I mean, it was done in jest, of course. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Speaking of the motion picture industry and video games, as I we like have, both of those uh, things. Um, the adaptation movie over the years of video games has been hit or miss, mostly miss, I would say. Yes, uh, we've spoken about, I believe we've spoken about the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, how it was Many times. the old one with yeah. the, uh, yeah, Gary where Oldman made, made absolutely no sense, John Dennis Lake Hopper, yeah. yeah, and um, when you see things like Tetris, the movie, you go like, all right, well, how can we do anything with this? Because what was it, uh, Pixels, that horrible Adam Sandler movie where... Yeah. The video games came to life and assaulted Earth. What do we call that horrible? Yeah. I was just, I mean, I know you've seen it many times and you own it. Many times. Many times? Yeah. When they had the the minis that were the ghosts from Pac-Man. I don't, I I never saw it. Yeah, I just saw the trailer a bunch of times and put that all together. My kid liked it. And then I saw it. I'm sure your kid liked it. I'm sure Jim didn't like it. Well, Jim did eventually like it. Yes. What was that? There was a real bad one recently. Free. It was with uh, Ryan Free Reynolds. guy. Free guy. God, that was fucking rich. Not so great. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to check it out. I, I Jim, kinda... you got to fucking read a book. You got to do something to better your situation. <laughs> I like Free Guy. You can't sit around watching Free Guy in pixels and you don't know oh. Central America is not in the middle of America. <laughs> you got to read a book, Jim. Any book. Pick one. BFG. Read the BFG. Read the novelization of this Tetris movie. Read Matilda. You'll like that. It's good. <laughs> 
It's a good movie. So when you see a Tetris movie as the it, title. It's about making Tetris, right? It is, thank right. God. And it's about the situation surrounding the creation of Tetris at the time, which was the kind of collapse of the uh, Iron Curtain and the kind of last vestiges of the Cold War, where there's a bit more intrigue to the story than maybe, especially people who weren't around when it came out, would be aware of. Okay, um, It's kind of the guy, a guy sees the game on demo at a, at a convention and goes like, well, we got to publish this. And he thinks he's making a deal with one company, but it's actually the Russian government that controls the publishing rights. And so there's a bit of a kind of a Cold War thriller-esque kind of backdrop to the creation. It's based on true events. Okay. So who knows? So the Conjuring. Yeah, who knows how much, exactly. You know, <laughs> that that always gets a big workout in, in some spots. Um, but I think... I think there's something here that you can check it out. Like, I think it, it looks... The headline I saw was that the Tetris movie is far better than it has any right to be. Hmm. Um, and it stars Taron Egerton as the guy who is trying to bring Tetris to the masses. He's in uh, the King's... Yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. And, He's very uh, handsome. They want him to be Wolverine very badly. Interesting. You haven't seen all that shit? Everybody's uh, obsessed with him being Wolverine. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the screenshots I've seen, it looks very much period, late 80s, Iron Curtain, kind of that drab like gray. That. And then there are apparently splashes of 8-bit pixel art throughout it to kind of do scene transitions and, and stuff along those lines. So it's kind of got a bit of a a, a nice vibe to it where, where it's telling a story that maybe everybody wasn't familiar with. But it's so. a movie movie. Yeah, it's an actual movie. It's going to be, well, it's going to be on uh, Apple Plus or so Apple TV Plus. smart, though, because everyone has a file on Tetris, but everyone knows that a Tetris movie would be ridiculous. But once they find out it's this, like maybe the, the Tetris name's enough to get them in front of a movie like this where they, they wouldn't if it wasn't a Tetris movie. Right. But then they're delivered something completely different. Yeah, like it's an actual story behind That's not a bad idea. Saw. Yeah, so it looks it looks intriguing. I would say I was unaware of it until I saw like a banner ad a week ago, and I was kind of like, a Tetris movie? Who cares? And then... It does look uh, like it might be actually worth a sit down, especially since it's, as we often like to say, beamed right into our homes. Certainly if you're, is. If you're an Apple TV Plus person. Uh, Kevin Smith just said, Pixel is Jimmy's godfather. Yes, I would, <laughs> I would completely <laughs> agree with that, unfortunately. Does it say when the movie is coming out, Loud Goat? Um, it's coming out at the end of March on uh, on Apple TV Plus. The end of March. Okay. Yeah, so I don't I'd... think I have Apple TV anymore. That was one of the ones that I deemed unworthy <laughs> march 31st so literally the end of march you know i so. finally unsubscribed from sirius oh yeah first time since wow. they have existed wow. yeah that's impressive i think my wife still has a sub so i don't know if it counts but i haven't listened to it since so yeah i got that in a booted hulu um kept shutter i'm trying to think of everything that i did keep but it's just man i tell you what dude you fucking There's so many and you just lose track of them that's yeah. why i'm I mean, i'm happy people subscribe to this show but i understand like when you're going through all your charges at, at the beginning of every month we lose about 10 supporters because i know people are just like what the fuck is that five dollars going toward <laughs> get the fuck out of here well and then so kind of i don't know if you saw the commercials recently for was it verizon has an all-in-one subscription hub i think i did see that. there was ads during the oscars i believe and i was i saw the ad and i was like what all-in-ones what kind of like conglomerate subscription hub is this and like lo and behold it's like verizon play plus or whatever that's got all of the major streaming things inside it so you can manage your subscriptions. But I have that with my Apple TV. Are you paying just Verizon? You, you go through to? them and you have like your roster of things that you've subscribed to in like it looks at least based on the premise on the commercial. It looks like it's sort of giving you a one stop shop to look at and manage all of your individual oh, streaming on. service. Are you paying Verizon one fee for all of them or do you still have the individual subscriptions? They're just organizing them for you. You pay Verizon 
and okay. they manage your subscriptions. Because Apple so. TV is that's all it is. It's like I have all my little subs right there. Yeah, it's just it's not instead of seven or eight charges throughout the month, you get one charge from this service, okay. and it it's kind of, it's basically streaming cable. It's cable. <laughs> it's basically that's it's so funny Dude. how it's all collapsing back in on itself. Did you see that more eighteen to forty nine year old people are listening to the radio than are watching TV for the first time in the history of I, that modern is, media? That's staggering to yeah. me, and I did not know that. That is yeah. wild. I saw that the other day, and I was trying to think the about the actual like terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. Listening wow. to the radio, yeah. I mean, because I think that sports talk radio is still pretty fucking big, and political talk radio is still good. I don't know. I don't know if it's music radio, mm. but it's so funny whenever you talk about we're going to be doing live podcasts where people can call in and interact. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> ill radio. <laughs> been in your car yes. for seventy fucking years. I went last little one. I know you guys like wrestling, so I wanted to do a quick. I wrestling. do, and cool? I saw this headline come through. I'm very intrigued. Quick wrestling one. Now time is winding down. Quick wrestling. By the way, I have finally found something, boys, I find more annoying than uh, 316 Day, Austin 316 Day, and May the 4th be with you. Oh, I might know what it is. Uh, You want to take a guess? Does it have anything to do with some of the topics we've spoken about this afternoon? Fucking Mario Brothers. Yeah! Um, March 10th. March 10th. (laughs) It is the most ham-fisted fucking clumsy panty grab it's like the first time you get a girl to take your shirt off and you can't get the bra and you're slapping it against her back and she just pepper sprays you and leaves and never talks to you ever again it's it's march 10th mm-hmm. which is mar one zero yeah yes. mario <laughs> fuck you the only thing it's good for is sales on the nintendo online store oh good to go shit get some discounted games i don't want to wade through the tweets to get that I'd rather pay the extra two bucks. Everybody <laughs> shut the fuck up. And I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think we all do. More than absolutely, my own father. Absolutely. More than my own brother. More than anyone in my life. Yeah. But yesterday was Austin 316 day, and it made me angry at him. <laughs> and it's not his fault. <laughs> People just get on the internet and fuck shit up. <laughs> anyway. Honestly... Being away from the internet yeah. is a great blood pressure hey, really, reducer. I, need to I, do more I, of it. I think it helps in a lot of ways. Oh, God. We've only gotten one donation tonight. It's from Robert Sheckler. Jimmy, if you don't mind, please. Oh, sure. Bob Slack, thank you so much. You are not, not only did we get no one to come up to the studio, but we got zero donations until Bob Slack came through. You are a blessing, sir. Thank you so very, very much. I greatly appreciate you. Jim is here. I've got a bit of an experiment. Oh, goodness. I know. I was inspired by this week's uh, experimental send-offs for Jimmy. And there's the, quite a few. And the... Uh, You're going to deprive us, though, of, of Nino Griezmanelli? Well, I mean, there's always the sign-off for the show. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't want to completely leave it out in the lurch. But it's inspired by the quiz, the resurrection of the Does Ant-Man Know It quiz. Oh, yeah. And yes. the uh, free-form Ader Boing earlier this week. There's quite a bit of it. <laughs> I'm excited. <clears throat> Wow. Now, which band was that? Uh, it's not Dio. <laughs> it's kind of a Led Zeppelin vibe for that one. So it was more of a have a drink on me. Oh, okay. That was the... Uh, little darkness, I thought. Speaking of darkness. <laughs> That's the darkness on the edge of town right there. <laughs> it's the darkness in the middle of someone's soul. God damn. It's in the middle of their sternum. That hole in the Josh Brolin show. Yeah. Um... 
donating in hopes that Apricot Jones will buy a shirt that doesn't look like a sun-faded car cover. Yeah, we're going to have to get Jimmy a new shirt. The uh, I'm a big fan, but the people in the audience are a little worried about that shirt, Jim. They want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate you. And thank you to Bob Slack for being our sole donator tonight. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. I think it's just the lighting. I think so, too. Yeah. I, in, in person, it really pops. You guys oh, see yeah. If you were here, you'd, you'd see. Yeah, um, turn down the vibrance on that thing. So I guess Bray is still out with some nebulous... A quote-unquote injury? This this called it an illness, so I oh. don't even, like, I don't know. Sounds like bullshit. It sounds like they were taking an awful lot of heat online for Brock Lesnar saying, I don't want to work with Bray Wyatt and all of his crazy shit. I'd rather wrestle this guy that can barely walk down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm paraphrasing, of course. And, yeah, I don't uh, think that's a direct quote. I think Bobby Lashley, if that is the case, Bobby Lashley's really getting fucked over you by this. Got to feel good about that, right? Yeah. I mean, that guy seems to be a, a good egg on all accounts and a hard worker, and he doesn't get his Brock Lesnar match now. Um, and he's left with no one because we don't know what's going on with Bray. Hopefully it is something political and something that's not wrong with Bray because that would be you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the better of the two. But initially... Um, I guess they wanted to keep Lesnar available so that he could work a program against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and we've all seen all these crazy videos that Austin's been putting up where he's working out like a goddamn madman. Yeah. And it's coming off the heels of last WrestleMania where he blew the fucking roof off the whole industry against Kevin Owens. I mean, people, that was two weeks of people just jacking off. I mean, I've never seen... So much positivity about anything in pro wrestling, probably in my adult life, goat, than I saw about that whole thing where Austin came back for WrestleMania. Yeah, match. probably since he beat Michaels for the title like 20, yeah, yeah. 20 some odd years ago. Yeah, that was that was the last time I remember pretty much the entire wrestling watching universe being on the same page. All on the same page. It's just like this this has to happen. And the way it happened, everybody was all excited. And I mean, there was a lot of skepticism leading up to it. They were like, well, he can't have a match. He can't have a match. He can't do And then he came out, and it turned into a brawl, and it turned into the perfect opportunity for him to showcase that he could still go to a degree, yeah. just given, you know, father time being undefeated and all that. But the notion that he's working out, like I even saw he posted a picture with DDP, like he's doing DDP yoga. Why not? So, you know, you're getting everything, all the kinks worked out in order to come back and do something big at a WrestleMania like that. I, you can't help, you, you have two opposition feelings, I think. One is you go, well, based on last year, why, why would we doubt it? And then you go... Do you go back to the well again? Yeah. Does it have that same magic? Well, the problem also is is that because we've heard about an Austin Brock Lesnar match for a while. I mean, um, for a very long, a long time, time. Yeah. They point out this report, by the way, is coming from Sports Illustrated, so it's not from nowhere. Um, there's another report saying they didn't offer Austin enough money to come back and wrestle Brock, but with this this cage side seats I'm reading for him, which take it with a grain of salt. But like, they also pointed out. The reason why Stone Cold Steve Austin retired is that, like all these guys, his neck was completely fucked yeah, up. Yeah, his knees were destroyed. Well, what is Brock's offense? He suplexes mm -hmm. you 750,000 times. Good point. So, like, if you're going to get into a street fight, Brock's, Brock's not that guy. Like, you do that with somebody else. Um, so that, it doesn't really, as much as it sounds amazing on paper, I don't think it makes an enormous amount of sense. We don't know if Austin is going to even be available or they're going to compensate him enough, but... Bray out, Bobby Lashley with no match, and Brock Lesnar versus Omos. 
from for those four guys, you said this is what you come. That is about as bad as it can fucking go for the <laughs> WWE for those four guys being involved. Yeah, you got to hope that there's one of those that they're just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes for a little bit. Maybe I, there's. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the speculation online has proven to be true over the I last few years, too. and it's it's really. It's really unfortunate. It gives the mob. It also enables these guys because it's not them just speculating. Because remember, Lords of Pain, I used to read all these wrestling dirt sheets, and it was just nerds speculating pretty yeah. much. It, they didn't really have the fucking... It's that yeah, they didn't hear from somebody who sat in the writer's meeting who doesn't care about spilling these the guys beans. guys are leaking. And then fucking you have all these big-time vets that are on Busted Open. They're like now a part of this... Yeah, you know, this online wrestling fucking cabal of people that speak about it that that do have contact that can reach out and touch people in the fucking backstage area. It killed it. There's that one scene in the menu where uh, Ray Fiennes is going to kill that kid mm -hmm. that is all about Instagram, mm -hmm. and, and he goes, "You've ruined our industry. You've killed all the mystique." And I'm like, "God damn, he's talking about pro wrestling. That's what he's talking about." So. Just anything that is built on an illusion. Yeah, when everybody. And bravado and fanfare yeah, and presentation. When, like, if you go to a magic show and you stand up and go like, oh, that's fine. He just pulled that card out of his pocket. It's like, well, thanks. <laughs> Get the ass. fuck like, out Why here. are you even here? You're trying to give like, away punchlines in a comedy club. Right. That's that's one of the reasons I've, I've actually kind of always appreciated Penn and Teller because they explain it. They they just take that out of the audience's hands. They, they just go like, look, here's how we did it, but we're going to show it to you first, and then we're going to explain it so you can't be... The a-hole that ruins it right. for everybody will ruin it, but in a showbiz kind of way. <laughs> I also think that the part about it that people don't take into account, Goat, is like plating shouldn't be an issue with food, right? It's it Does it taste good? Is it sustenance? But it's a presentation. Exactly. It's a show. You're paying for a show as much as you're paying for everything else. And that's what pro wrestling is also. Why are you trying to ruin this for yourself? Mm -hmm. You're, you're, what, what credit do you get? It, it always, there's the one thing when people sit on the edge of their seat waiting for somebody to mess up. Right. And they're not going like, because you, you see, there's people in the crowd that go like, oh, oh no, I hope they're okay. And then you get the people who can't even wait for their ass chant. to hit the ground before yeah. the you fucked up chant starts in earnest. And it's like, man, come on. Like, please just pull it together. It's the difference between the people that appreciate what they're watching as fans and the people that don't want to in any way do the work and sacrifice what it would take to become those performers, but want to take a slice of that fucking attention for themselves. That That's the two different groups of fans. And unfortunately, specifically with pro wrestling, um, the other group that wants to make it all about themselves is way. I mean, they drown out just the people that want to go there and enjoy themselves like going to a sci-fi movie and say like yeah. look i can see the string and it's like okay congratulations yeah I, I would say that everyone when you go to a nice restaurant everybody takes a picture of their food but not everyone is just sitting there being a online food blogger um whereas i feel like fucking every wrestling yeah with a twitter account is <laughs> all right jimmy i got one last piece of good news for you all right geography <laughs> professor jester ah. just donated yes absolutely i signed up for his online course <laughs> I'm signing up for his cinema class. Of what he, uh, I mean, by the way, Goat, he seems to be completely oblivious to our uh, our uh, assertion that the fucking video game movies aren't very good. <laughs> did you like Rampage with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah, of course. You did. <laughs> that was sincere. Yeah. Like he's not doing a bit. Like he thought know, about I it for a second. I was like, no. Have you I seen L.A. Confidential? That. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. Who's in that? Everyone. Okay. Have you seen L.A. Night. 
You've seen L.A. Knight. <laughs> I know he's seen L.A. Knight. Well, even though the lights are out. <laughs> it's black light everywhere. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, are we experimenting still? Or no, is... no, we're going to go back to the tried and true. Hey, hey there, boy. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much to geography professor Jester for and uh, Bob Slack for breaking the drought. Hopefully you guys enjoyed watching on the live stream. Oh boy. <laughs> it's it's the repeater factor. I think that's really what it um, comes down to. The chat wants to know was it Brian Johnson or Bon Scott? It was Brian Johnson. It was there definitely There you go. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith said Jester's shirt has a Miami Country Music Festival series vibe. <laughs> God damn it. I think that's a good compliment. <laughs> I think that's talking yet, big man. All right, you got the song, Jim? Oh, you got I do, else? but just to close the little loop, uh, The Gladiator 2 is not going to be a prequel. It is set to focus on the young One. Lucius, who was introduced. The young in, Lucius. Yes, the, the the child in the first movie. I thought his kids were killed in the first movie. I was movie. like, wait, no, not didn't his they kids, meet in the, heaven? The queen, I guess, her child. It oh, turned okay. out to be oh. Maximus's kid. Okay. Yeah. And the brother was trying to fuck her the whole time. Yeah. I see. So is Lucius going to be a gladiator? I don't know. They don't really give anything. There's a whole lot of speculation going on, but there's not a Do lot. Do they know of... that's what it's going to focus on? Uh, that's, a on, quote, on. That's, that's, a, that's a quote from the director, yes. Okay. Who's the director? Lucius. Uh, the director, uh, da, 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 Ridley Scott. Do you know who that is? I've heard the name. I'm sure I've seen. Can you name one Ridley Scott movie? Alien. Could you name another one? <laughs> Fuck, I got it right. Um, the th no, I mean it's it's easier than you think. What uh, what is he directing here? He oh the gladiator. Oh damn it, he did direct the gladiator. It's movie. not the gladiator. gladiator. It's just gladiator. Yeah, it's not gladiators. Come to Nordstrom. Shit, fuck. Come to Nordstrom's and get all your The Gladiators. <laughs> the Gladiators. Holy shit. Uh, Jim, do you have uh, the Grease Man's bed over there, brother man, brother man? Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody for donating. Thank you everybody that watched live on Facebook. You can become a subscriber, by the way, if you'd like to watch these episodes live on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you're welcome for this bonus episode. Here's the way you can thank us for a nice bonus episode. Go get yourself a Fortress Film Society t-shirt right now at Chaduke Show. Com. We got the links up on all of our social medias. Let's sell all 100. We greatly appreciate you. Oh, where are we headed after this? We headed north or we headed west or well, east? Or? It's headed down and maybe a bit of trip towards Central America. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really clear on my geography. All, I know, all I know is the destination is Mexico City. So, uh, AMF.